Hey, this is Matt McCool here, one of the lead pastors at Takeover Church, and we are so excited that you are listening to this message today. We hope it encourages you. We hope it blesses you. We hope it challenges you to continue on in this journey of faith of following Jesus. And we want to let you know we also have services every single Sunday at 5 p.m., complete with Takeover Kids and a free cafe. It's a good time. We want to invite you and your friends and your family all on out on Sunday nights at 5 p.m. Thanks again for listening to this message. Hope you have a great day. Cliche, terrible. Uh, someone say, man, it's cool. It's good. Uh, this is Pastor Tool. Hey, welcome to Takeover Church. How y'all doing tonight? Yeah. I don't know about you. Um, obviously, we are a talk back church. We're a loud church. We we believe that there is nothing about Jesus that deserves us being quiet about. And I don't know what you experienced during worship, but that felt like what heaven is going to feel like to me. How good was it so far tonight? Come on, man. And uh, I just kind of honestly, I feel like throwing it back a little old school. I just want to say this. You'll never hear me say this again. But I, I just feel like saying that God is good all the time. All the time. God is good. Come on, church. It may be cliche, but that don't mean it's not true. Come on. That is so good. I felt it tonight. Um, but tonight, yes, as, uh, as Zach said, um, gosh, that mustache. Come on. Um, <laughs> He used to have a beard. And, uh, <laughs> I don't know if he really fixed that boy's mustache. Um, man, I've never seen a cat pull that up close. But, oh, come on. <laughs> said earlier he looked like super troopers, but I've never seen that one because I love Jesus. Anyway, so, uh, thank you. I'm here all year. Um, but tonight, yes, we're continuing a series called Dominion. Somebody say Dominion. 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 And, uh, for us here at Takeover Church, we uh, we emphatically believe that the Word of God is true. So if you're new with us tonight, you can rest assured that we love the Bible, we believe the Bible, we believe in the Holy Spirit, we believe what Jesus said we can do. And dominion really comes out of a place tonight that if you're a Christian in here, now make no mistake, I make no mistake about it, I can recognize that maybe you're here tonight and you don't know Jesus, and that is A-OK. You are in the right church at the right time for you to be on the track, maybe feeling out Jesus, seeing what church is about, whatever you're at with Jesus, you're in the right place because we're going to love you where you're at. Aubrey Church? Yeah! And if you're in here tonight, you are a Jesus follower. This series is for you because we hope to let you in on this little thing called the Word of God, called the promise of God, where Jesus says, greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. If you are following Jesus tonight, if the Holy Spirit is on the inside of you, how many of you know there's more on the inside of you than there is that's against you, amen? There's more that's on the inside of you that's in the struggle. There's more on the inside of you that's in their gossip. There's more on the inside of you than what is presently coming against you. Amen. Yeah. So tonight, I came to let some people know that God is for you. He has never left you. He will never forsake you. And he is still in this thing with you. Does that sound good? Yeah. Do you believe you're doing better than you think you are tonight? Yeah. Fantastic. So right here, where's my notes at? Who's taking notes? Six people going to heaven. It's good. A lot of them. No, I'm just kidding. Um, but take notes tonight if you're not. Start doing so. Tell the message is this. Y'all ready? Yeah, I need a water break, man. That worship just got me shouting. My mouth is just dry. 
Right here, the title of the message is Dominion Me Too, Afflicted and Anointed. Afflicted and Anointed. Come on. First, uh, coming out of 2 Corinthians 12, 7-10. Y'all ready for the Bible? Ready. Y'all love your Bible? Yeah. Y'all love your B-I-B-L-E? Come on. Yeah. Take it back to Awana. Awana, leave here. <laughs> All right, verse 7. Here we go. So, yo, there are some Baptist kids in here that were like, I said that all the time. Mom, stop me. 2 Corinthians 12, 7-10. So to keep me from being from becoming conceited because of the surpassing greatness of the revelation, a thorn was given me in the flesh, a messenger of Satan to harass me, to keep me from becoming conceited. Three times. So he said three times. Three times. Three times I pleaded with the Lord about this. This this has to that it should leave me. But he said to me, my grace is sufficient for you. My power is made perfect in weakness. Therefore, I will boast. Somebody say, I will boast. I will boast. I will boast all the more gladly of my weakness so that the power of Christ may rest upon me. For the sake of Christ, then I am content with my weakness, insults, hardships, persecutions, and calamities. For when I am weak, then I am strong. All right. We're going to pray. Then we're going to get into it. Sound good? Jesus, I just thank you so much for tonight. God, I thank you for a house of God that's full of people tonight who are just desperately seeking you, Jesus. Lord, we trust you. We trust you with everything we have right now, God. All of our baggage, all of our carry-on, all of the things that we should have left at the door so that you can have all of our undivided attention. God, we just surrender it all right now. And we open up the doors of our heart to allow you to change it. We open up the doors of our mind to allow you to renew it. And God, we ask for more faith tonight. More faith to believe in our dominion. More faith to believe in our authority. More, more faith to believe you at your word, God, that we are going to see greater things than even Jesus did. We're going to do greater things than even Jesus did. God, we want more of you. We're asking for you tonight. In Jesus, my name, faith, Lord church said. Amen. Amen. I don't know what it is, but my voice is just hoarse. So tonight, afflicted and anointed. It's funny, you're probably here tonight because you know you might have heard that this is a good news kind of church, and we are, and we will get to it, okay? We are a good news church. This church is for a build-up, not a beat-down, amen? Yeah. It's for a build-up and not a beat-down, but affliction is a funny thing. It is. As I say that, you're going, affliction ain't funny? I'm going through it. It sucks, I know, okay? It's funny because as Christians, we don't want to talk about it. We don't. We want to come to church and we're like, tell me what Jesus is going to do for me, Pastor. Tell me about the promises of God, Pastor. Tell me how much I got to tithe to have my children born the right gender, Pastor. Tell me what I got to give so I can get. Tell me what Jesus is going to do for my brand. Where's the, where's the drive share file so I can post it on my Instagram and get my Instagram followers up, Pastor? Tell me how the kids' ministry is going to change my kids, Pastor. Tell me how the youth ministry is going to correct the years of neglect and abuse in my teenagers in my own home, Pastor. Tell me what the church is going to do for me. To real? Yeah. We don't want to talk about affliction. We want to talk about the anointing. We want to talk about the promises of God. We want to talk about kicking the devil in the teeth and taking ground for Christ, don't we? Yeah. We're going to get to that. But affliction is a crazy thing. 
Because I think for most Christians in here tonight, I think if we're being honest, can we be honest with the house of God? We're an honest church, right? Adrian, my relief pastor, she came up, and my amazing wife, she came up with this incredible thing and it's called Hot. Honest, open, and transparent. Can we be a hot church tonight? Come on. She death stole it. It's all good. As Walt Disney once said, the art of creativity is concealing your source. Come on. I was like, we knew Disney was fake. We knew they were phony. But affliction, if we're being honest tonight, I think a lot of us would say in our Christian walk, on our Christian journey, as we're following Jesus, we feel far more afflicted than we do effective. I think if we're being honest tonight, we, we feel the weight of the world as it closes in. We feel the walls closing in. We feel suffocated. We feel plagued. We feel beat down, chewed up, spit out. And this has been our experience following Jesus so far. Like, man, I just feel afflicted. I just feel destroyed. I just feel bruised and beaten and bad. To be honest, I'm not very effective because I go to work and I just feel beat up. I go to work and I get gossiped by. I go to my family and I just feel like they expect so much from me in this crushing way. And we find ourselves not being a representation of Jesus in those moments. Instead, we, we find ourselves being the representation of something that doesn't even exist. And that's called a defeated Christian. There's no such thing as a defeated Christian. And I want to tell you tonight that you can. You can. You can, in the midst of turmoil, in the midst of affliction, you can be effective. Yeah. Wow. How can I be effective when I feel just absolutely spit up, just absolutely beat down, just absolutely taken advantage of? Is there anybody in here tonight that's felt taken advantage of? For whatever reason, that's just a word that's coming to my mind right now. Yeah. You felt taken advantage of, you felt used. So how can I feel this when it's overwhelming? How can I be effective? Well, here in 2 Corinthians, we see Paul. If you don't know Paul, I'll break it down for you real quick. I love Paul. Paul is a guy who used to be commissioned by Jewish high order to go and kill Christians, to persecute Christians. Killing is potentially the most PG word of the things that the Apostle Paul used to do to Christians. He used to be known as Saul in his former murderous life, but in his new redeemed and awakened life, he became a guy named Paul. Amen? Yeah. And for those of you guys tonight, I want to tell you this. This isn't even my notes. This is for free. Isn't it amazing when I talk about what Paul did, what Jesus did through Paul? Isn't it crazy what God can do with a life that actually turns around? Yeah. Because there's a lot of Christians today, we start following Jesus, and we'd rather pivot. But how many know pivot is not repentance? Repentance is a 180. Repentance is I was headed towards death, now I'm headed towards life. But the way a lot of us live is we go, oh, here's Jesus. And I want a little bit of that, and I want a little bit of Jesus. And we go this way. And he's saying, no, 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 if you don't pivot at the moment of coming to know Christ, you turn around and you head dead center towards life. Is there anybody in here tonight that wants to head towards life? Yeah. Come on, this is Paul. And so Paul, he's the apostle. He's one of the guys who's called and commissioned by the church now to oversee all these other churches, to write to them, to lead them. He's basically a pastor for pastors. He's awesome. And he is writing to this messed up, jacked up place. How many of you all know if you've read the book of Corinthians, there's one and two. It's so messed up that there's two books talking about it, okay? If you've read about Corinthians, raise your hands. It's good. 
because it's good news. That means no matter how far gone we have been, there is always redemption. Amen? That's right. So he's writing to the church of Corinthians, and they were jacked up. The struggle was too real. Some of us are like, yo, my Mazda broke down on the way here. The struggle is real. I'm like, no, 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 no. These people had devils in the pulpit, okay? The struggle was way more real than these guys. Right. And they're going through it. And Paul is writing to them, and he is saying, I'm afflicted. I've got a thorn. I've got something in the side of me that is paralyzing. I got something down the other side of me that I just can't shake. I have pleaded. I have cried. I have cried out to God in agony at the bottom of myself with everything that I am. Lord, remove this thing from me. And he says, What? My grace is sufficient for you. My grace is sufficient. For you. And so maybe you're in here tonight. Maybe your affliction, maybe your affliction isn't something that's piercing in your side, that's keeping your mind and your heart distracted, keeping your spirit from believing God for greater things. Maybe your affliction is in here tonight. Your affliction has been keeping you up at night, but keeping you down during the day. Maybe your affliction is in your mind. Your own mind is betraying you. Maybe your affliction is your body. Maybe you have something in your body. Your body's betraying you. Your body's breaking down. Maybe your affliction in here tonight is that you just don't have enough faith. Maybe you want to believe, but you just can't get past something. You just can't understand the majesty and the wonder and the vastness of our God. Whatever it is, maybe you're feeling afflicted tonight. Maybe you're not feeling afflicted. Maybe right now, you are experiencing the most amount of freedom in your life that you've ever experienced with following Jesus. Is there anybody in this neck that would raise their hand and say that? I can raise my hand and say that. It's not because I'm a pastor, it's because I've gone through some things. Yeah. Okay? That should build faith in those of you that are around those individuals experiencing that kind of faith because for the Christian life, we live mountaintop to valley low to mountaintop. Either we're going into a fight or we're in one, or we just came out of one, not to go into another one. Why? Because the devil wants to see you dead where you stand. And so for a lot of us, we feel more afflicted than we do effective. But here is God saying to Paul, Paul pleaded. How many of y'all plead with God? Can you just change this? Can you just change them? Can you just change my situation and my circumstances? Can you just change this part of my life and my existence? My mind, can you just fix it? Can it finally just come under the alignment of the Holy Spirit? Has anybody pleaded out and cried out to God like that? This is good news. He says, my grace is sufficient for you. My power made perfect in your weakness. And some of us tonight, we can't even begin to comprehend that statement. We're like, what? Are you serious? You're not going to heal me? You're not going to do all this things, Pastor Matt? Are you saying right now that everything that Jesus said before Paul, every single miracle I've ever seen, every prayer I've ever prayed, every prayer request I've ever put in, every time I fasted to see God do something, it's all for not? Is it a lie? God is not a liar. All of that is true. All of that will come to pass. We believe our God is alive and he is active and his word is sharper than any double-bladed sword. We believe our God is able tonight. Does anybody believe that God is able? Yeah. He is able and newsflash, Christians, so are you. Yes. You are able. Yes. So what are you trying to say right now? 
His grace is sufficient for me. His power is made perfect in my weakness. Am I just, is this just my lot in life? Where's my miracle? Where's my healing? Where's my mind going to be right? My body's going to be restored? And when is my husband going to come home to me? I don't know where you're at tonight. But so often, moments of breakthrough, moments of healing, Moments of God just showing up and showing off in your circumstances, they are preceded by a Christian who's willing to recognize that in my affliction, I still gotta be effective. I still gotta be believing. I still gotta be walking. I still gotta be worshiping. Because there's affliction inside you and it wants to paralyze you. Have you ever felt an affliction that just made you not want to go forward? You ever had something happen in your life and you're just like, I don't know how I'm going to get past this. I don't know how I'm going to put one step in front of the, uh, the other tomorrow. I don't know how I'm going to walk this thing out, let alone with Jesus. I just mean in my own life. Is there anybody honest enough to say that tonight? We have a hard time figuring out how we're going to move forward. So often, the breakthroughs, the healings, the answered prayer, the moments where God shows up in a circumstance, in a situation, we are like the woman with the issue of blood for 12 years who just believed, you know what? If I could just keep going, I'll try and track this Jesus down. I can get to him if I can just touch the hem of his garment. I don't even need to touch him personally. I need to touch someone that's touching Jesus. If I can just get to him, I will receive my healing. So many of us who are believing for our affliction to be released, it begins. And it happens, and God is faithful to you. But what he's waiting for a lot of us is to remain effective yes. in our affliction. Yes. That you can still be anointed in your affliction. And no, for those of you taking notes tonight, I did not get confused between anointed and effective. We're getting to it. I just want to encourage you tonight that Paul led all of these other churches while he had a thorn in his side, something that was paralyzed, something that kept him, he was bruised, battered, beat in jail, locked up, all these things for the cause of Christ and all of this. He was broken as a man. So that God can be made alive to people. He went through all these things while having a thorn in his side. Paul is making it clear to the church in Corinthians, I know your pastors have failed you, I know people have stepped out of their wives and it's hurt you. I know you've been going through a long season of drought and you're following Jesus, a drought in your prayer life. You don't feel like God's close to you at all. And he is saying, his power is made perfect in your weakness. That's crazy. That's crazy. How, how can I be, how is his power made perfect? In my weakness, how how is it that when I'm weak, that I am strong? That doesn't compute. That doesn't make sense. I'm type A. I'm logical. My enneagram is number one. I don't understand that. It's a lot of enneagram people in the house tonight. I saw your faces. I saw your faces. You're like somebody calling for a rhyme or reason. My mom's happy now. She can talk to me right away. Side. I don't care to debate with theologians what it was or what it wasn't. All 
And if Christ's power is efficient for me, it's efficient for you, Corinthians. And I'm here to tell you tonight, take over church. His power is made perfect in your weakness. So if you're that type A, type 1, however you want to justify the way you think tonight, the way you act tonight, no matter where you're at, you have got to know that when you are weak, then you are strong. Well, how can that be? You're either dead or you're alive. Except for Jesus. Because in order to be alive, you first have to be dead. He flips the script on this whole entire thing. You must come to the end of yourself to fully be alive in Christ. You have got to bend the knee. You've got to make him Lord of all. You have got to make him both Lord and Savior. You've got to commit everything to Jesus. You've got to say, it's good, it's bad, whatever it is on the inside of me, you say you want it, here it is, have it. And on your worst day, you do not disappoint him. That's for somebody here tonight. You haven't let God down once. Because the son can never let him down. He sees you as his son. And he sees you as his daughter. Come on, church. We believe you tonight. I'll go back to a piece of scripture real quick. My grace is sufficient for you. My power is the perfect in your weakness. Here it is. Therefore, I will boast all the more gladly in my weakness so that the power of Christ may rest yeah. upon me. Talk about anointing tonight. Maybe some of you don't even understand what that word is. Anointing simply means that you are approved by God and the power of Christ rests upon you. If you have Jesus in you tonight, if you are following Jesus, if you have submitted, if you have the deeds, came to the end of yourself, is that God take the reins, I can't anymore. And you are a son, and you are a daughter of the Most High God. And when you become a Christian, when you give your life to Jesus, it's no longer you that lives, but the Spirit that rose Christ from the dead now lives in the inside of you. Amen? Amen. And so if the Christ, His Spirit, the same thing that raised Him from the dead after three days, after His task was complete, after He killed death, if that Spirit now lives on the inside of you, how many of you know you are anointed? How many of you know you are approved? How many of you know that God, His approval hasn't left you? It cannot waver based off your performance because it's about Christ's performance. Amen? You are anointed. Yeah. And so if His power is made perfect in your weakness, then I'm weak and I am strong. I will boast all the more gladly in my situations, in my letdown, in my doubt, in my discouragement. That doesn't mean that we give in to it. That doesn't mean that we feed into it. That doesn't mean when we're having a moment, a crisis of faith, that we just start deconstructing everything we've ever experienced with Jesus, every church we've ever been to, every Bible passage we've ever read. We don't call into question these things. We cry out to God like Paul did, and we say, I got a thorn, my faith is low. What do I do? And he gets down like a good father. And he meets you at your point of weakness. At your point of doubt. And he picks you up. He lifts the head of the weary. And he speaks to the heart of the matter, the heart of the issue. And he speaks life into your soul again. We are a dry bone speaking to kind of church tonight. And he says, my power is efficient in your weakness. Amen. You can be afflicted and you can be anointed. There's some Christians in here tonight that just begin to get this revelation on the inside of them. That no matter what they're going through, 
God is so powerful and effective. He is so mightier than the waves that are just thrashing up against you right now. And the things that just chop block you and take you out at the knee. What is coming at you. When you feel like the rug has been pulled out from underneath you. Like you just got hit from a left hook from hell. And you don't know what has happened in your life. You don't even know how you got to where you are. You are so lost. You don't even remember how you managed to find yourself in this place. His power is efficient in your weakness. Amen. This is who he is. I love that. He says, Therefore, I will boast all the more gladly so that the power of Christ may rest upon me. May rest upon me. Some of us tonight, rest is actually our biggest affliction. It's not the things that are coming against us in our daily lives. It's rest. A lot of us live in a perpetual state of unease. A lot of us live in a place of anxiety and worry. Some of it, not even justified at all. We just wake up and we wonder what somebody's thinking about us. We wonder what our boss is going to say. We wonder what our wife or our husband thinks about us truly. We don't know how they can still love us after that fight last night. We don't know how we're ever going to manage to get through the storm. Whatever it is, we wake up and we have these thoughts that are completely contrary to who God says you are. Completely contrary to the reality that he says that you can walk in and thrive in. Completely contrary to his Holy Spirit on the inside of you. And yet we wake up and we live in a perpetual state of unrest. How many of you know tonight that if the power of Christ rests upon you, then you can rest upon the power of Christ? What if you just wrote that down? What if you actually just took that down? What if you actually just believed that for one day? What if you committed to Monday, the hardest day of the week? We gotta wake up. We gotta get going. I went to this church that happened at night. The pastor preached too long. I'm tired, and I gotta get up for a big battle tomorrow. And what if we just committed to writing down that if the power of Christ rests upon me, then I can rest in the power of Christ, and I can take on Monday. Amen. This meeting, I'm not gonna let those thoughts predetermine how it goes. I'm gonna come and I'm gonna be the light of love of Jesus. I'm gonna serve my boss. While they're telling me that I gotta improve, this isn't good enough. I gotta do more. I gotta get further. I gotta be more hungry. I'm gonna serve them right where we are. Why? Is it justified what we're saying? No, I'm a hard worker because I'm a Christian. But I'm gonna go in there and I'm gonna serve them just as they are. Tonight, you gotta know the power of Christ rests upon you. You are anointed. So, what you guys tonight? Man, we're too anointed for the battle that we're facing. We're too anointed for that mountain not to move. We're too anointed for those walls to close in on us because the power of Christ rests upon us. We're too anointed for the discouragement that we feel every day. We're too anointed. Some of us tonight, can I speak to some of the young people in here? Some of you guys are too anointed for the relationship that you're in. Some of us are too anointed. The power of Christ rest upon you and that situation has no right to tell you what to think. That situation has no right to determine how you feel. What does this have to do with dominion? People who possess dominion, Christians who have authority and we say, no, God put me here for this. I'm called to this. This is my standard and I will not be moved. My situation has to bow in the name of Christ because I already have. People who have dominion understand that they can be both afflicted and anointed. That even though it's pressing up against you, you can still march forward. You can still crush the head of us today. You can still kick the devil right between the eyes and say, not today, devil. Somebody say, not today. Not today. You can 
still be anointed. Thank you for two anointed who has come up against you not to fall in front of you. Amen? Amen. Yeah. What's that next verse he says? Is this good for anybody tonight? Yeah. yeah. Come on. Woo! Here it is. Verse 10. For the sake of Christ, that I am content with my weakness, my insults, my hardship, my persecution, and my calamities. For when I am weak, then I am strong. For the sake of Christ, I am content. For the sake of Christ, I am content. For the sake of what he did on the cross for me, to have the spirit live on the inside of me, that he says I will do greater things than even he did with it, to be content and not make what he did on the cross be in vain, I will recognize that when I am weak, then I am strong. I'm content. I'm content in my struggles and my calamities. Can I tell you the worst kept secret in all of the world? Can I? Yeah. Is there a church that's alive tonight? Come on. Yeah. Can I tell you the worst kept secret in the world? In the history of church even. We suck at this. We absolutely suck at this. Yeah. I'm content because of Christ, what he did on the cross for the sake of that not being in vain, I am going to resolve and I am going to determine that no matter the persecution, no matter the death threats, no matter the calamities, no matter the disastrous affairs I find myself in, no matter what comes to my home, no matter what lie the devil tries to speak to my spouse, no matter what ends up happening, I am content. We're terrible at this. Because for Christians and the world people alike, people who don't even know Jesus yet, you're still programmed the same way. And we go... Job is pretty good. I want to put on. Marriage is pretty good. My wife loves me. She puts up with my stuff. And you know what? I'm still really poor. This is good. This is going well. But I think I can do better. And God doesn't have an issue with goals. You don't have to be complacent. He is just saying that whether things are good or they are terribly bad, you can be content. There is a spirit on the inside of you that defeated death and brought Jesus back. So if he can rise, you can rise. And if he can rise, you can be content. Yeah. Is this good news? Yeah. Man, I feel like I'm preaching the gospel tonight. Yeah. This is good news. You can be content. You don't have to live in a perpetual state of never feeling satisfied. The cross is enough. You don't have to live this life where you feel like you have to go from beat down to beat down to beat down, living on a crutch. Has anybody felt like you're just crutching your way through life? Yeah. Friends, can I tell you tonight? Can I encourage you tonight? Can I inspire you tonight? You don't have a crutch. You have a Christ. Yeah. You're too anointed for that break to remain broken. You're too anointed for that season not to end. You're too anointed. God, there is more in you than what is coming up against you. Amen, church? Yeah. Oh, man, we'll be out of time, man. When we get there.
full of believers in here tonight that's willing to make a resounding noise across this room and in this part of the city right now and just lift up a shout and say, I am anointed. Do I have anybody like that? Do I have anybody in here tonight that's willing to go into morning, willing to go into Tuesday, willing to go into Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, every single day on the calendar with that on your lips, with that tattooed across your spirit, with that revelation on the inside of you so firm that you cannot be removed from it. Yeah, let's do it. You're annoying. You can make your way back up here. You're too annoying. I got one more piece of scripture that I want to share with you guys. Isaiah 54, 17. It says, No weapon is fashioned against you shall succeed, and you shall refute every tongue that rises against you in judgment. This is the heritage of the servants of the Lord, and their vindication from me declares the Lord. Do I need to read that again? I think I do. Yeah. No weapon that is fashioned against you shall succeed. You shall refute every tongue that rises against you in judgment. This is the heritage. This is your birthright. This is your rebirthright through Jesus Christ of the servants of the Lord that their vindication is in God, declares the Lord. Amen? Amen. If you're in here tonight, and you're a follower of Jesus, you need to know that your vindication is from the Lord. Your vindication isn't from your performance to show them that you can do it. You don't need to believe this for the spectators tonight. You need to believe this for yourself. You need to believe this for champion through this life. You need to believe this to obtain the victory in your life. Whatever it is that you're facing now, whatever giant you're believing to fall, whatever devil that's you. How many of you know? I think it just needs to be said. Man, the devil is dumb as hell. Yeah. I just saw some eyebrows go back. Like, you're offended. You should be offended when I start championing the work the devil's doing in your life. That should offend you. You should be offended when he thinks he can rear your ugly head. The devil is dumb as hell because he's from hell. The devil is dumb as hell because he's full of hell. And guess what? You are as strong as heaven because you are full of Thank you. 
just thought life was perpetual affliction. Maybe you didn't know that you were anointed. That God has more things for your life. That you're just not another statistic. That you're not just another person who is going to be the notch in somebody's belt. That you have value. That you have worth. That the God of the universe who created everything did everything in his infinite power to not only raise you from the dead, but to make you be somebody who's going to shake earth for the cause of heaven. Maybe you didn't know that. So if that's you tonight, that you want to meet this Jesus, maybe you've heard about Jesus, maybe you've heard of Grand Rapids Jesus. We all know what that means when I said that. But maybe you want to meet this Jesus, who says, greater works will you do, Zach, than even I. Greater works will you do, Holly, than even I. Greater works will you do, Dad, than even I. Maybe they need to meet that Jesus tonight. If that's you, there's nobody looking around. There's nobody judging. Would you just put your hand up as high enough and longer just so that I can see it and you can put it right back down? Thank you for people who are 